This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Ciao, and welcome to Italian Lessons. There are nearly 17.8 million Italian Americans living in the United States of America. I am one of them. My name is Scott Clapson. My family came here right before 1900. A man by the name of Cafiero Bargagna. He came by way of Ellis Island. His name was changed for him to the last name of Bart. My grandfather was born after my grandfather made a trip back to Italy and then came back after he got married to a woman named Virginia Puccini. Giacomo Puccini, as I've talked about in other episodes, is a distant cousin of mine. It's part of the reason I wanted to launch this new podcast series where we learn about Italian together. I'm super passionate about the Italian language and I'm super grateful to be an Italian American. I've learned a lot from the Italian American Museum of Los Angeles and their wonderful online programming that they have. Outside of the pandemic, they also have great in-person programming as well. But you can check them out on Facebook, Instagram, social media, the Italian American Museum of Los Angeles, or go to their website at imla.org. That's I-A-M-L-A.org. Super great organization. If you're inspired by this podcast and you want to make a donation, I would really appreciate that as an Italian American to keep that wonderful museum going. Super important. So speaking of, right, I'm a community organizer. That was my very first show was called Community Organizer. So of course, I'm going to want to learn what the word community means in Italian because I'm a community organizer. And if someday I go back to Italy, right, I'm going to want to go and know the word community. So I looked up community. I didn't know this word before. Some of these words like Leon and Leonessa and Grazie and Gratitudine and stuff like that. I, I knew those words. I didn't know community. So this was new to me. I had never learned this word. Or if I had learned, I did not know. Because I've had a year of Italian in college at LA City College. For me, this was a new word. Community. Comunità. 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 So it's spelled C-O-M. U-N-I-T-A. And the I has a little accent over it. So, comunità. Now, we say community. 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 There's two M's. There's one M in Italian. Comunità. 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 So, notice it goes a little quicker, right? It goes a little quicker in Italian because there's less letters. So, think about that. As you're learning Italian, some of these words where we double the letters, they will make it a single letter or vice versa. They will add more letters in their language. So just think about that. Comunita. Comunita. C-O-M-U-N-I-T-A with a little accent over the A. Comunita. As I was thinking about community and I was thinking about, you know, a lot of Italian towns are smaller towns, right? 
a lot of stuff in the countryside, places in the countryside and things like that. I speak of it like I've been there, but I can only imagine from pictures that I've seen and things that I've heard. But I also thought of neighborhoods, right? Was also something that kind of came to mind in this thought. Quartiere, quartiere, quartiere. That is Q-U-A-R-T-I-E-R-E. Quartiere, 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 quartiere. Q-U-A-R-T-I-E-R-E, neighborhood. So community, comunità, and neighborhood, quartiere. Now these are significant because Italian Americans are immigrants to this country, right? And at the time when they came, a lot of them 100 years ago, they were not seen as white. This is very significant because at the time... And I did not know this. There's a genocide that happened in Italy in the 1800s. I didn't know this. All I knew that was my grandfather didn't talk about being Italian. He was really like, he was darker than me. He did not talk about it until I was born. And it used to be like a running joke in our family. Like, why did you all of a sudden start wanting to like be Italian all of a sudden once Scotty was born? And like, nobody ever discussed it because I don't think they knew right? Until this Sacco and Vanzetti event the other day, I didn't know. I had never like discussed this. All I knew was that my grandfather came here and his name was changed and they didn't consider him white. That's all I knew. It turns out that just like my grandfather went back to Italy, a lot of Italian Americans did this. A lot of Italian Americans came here and then went back once or twice or however, for whatever reason. Now, when my great-grandfather came here, Cafiero came here, he came here by himself the first time and then went back and married Virginia and then brought his younger sister back with him as well. Now, he and his younger sister had been orphaned as kids in some kind of like, I don't know, and this I have learned about this for the first time the other day. Like, they basically grew up on the street. I thought that was interesting too, like... My grandfather and his sister were street kids, basically, in Italy after some tragic event and nobody would take them in, i.e. this like genocide, right, that I had just learned about. And they were obviously, for whatever reason, not wanted by folks in their family or people that knew them, right? I'm unhoused now. So it's like this weird, like, kind of intergenerational thing playing out, right, with... All of this, it's very bizarre, you know, to kind of be here a hundred years later and 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 be a descendant of Cafiero and still be like in a way kind of fighting this fight about homelessness and the way we treat people that we perceive as different, right? I wonder sometimes if Cafiero was an activist, right? A lot of these Italians they went back to Italy and then came back. So Cafiero, my ancestor, he went back to his comunità. In Italy, his quartiere, which I don't know if he went back. I don't know if they had a home to go back to at that point or what he was going back to. That's still something I've got to do some digging and find out about. But there was a lot of also like respect for authority in these families. Now, by the time I was born, that for sure was the case. Like in my family, my grandfather, the patriarch, Albert Bart, absolutely 
you obeyed everything he said, everything he wanted, everything. And I was the apple of his eye. I could do no wrong. So I skated by and I was, you know, I loved opera and I loved music and I loved him and I loved the fact that he loved books and I loved his temper because I loved seeing him get mad at people because he never got mad at me. And I guess I should say I didn't really love it, but I just like, I was so fascinated by the fact that this man could be so, so loving and so like stern and mean at the same time, but it came from a place of love, right? But there was a real respect for authority inside of the family, right? In an Italian family, there's a lot of respect for authority within that community as well. I remember that with my grandfather, with their priest and the people in leadership at their church, at their Catholic church, super like in their community, it was very much a respect for the family, for the elders, for the people, you know, there was pictures up in the house of the great grandparents, right? There was, there was a respect for these folks, right? They were revered in the family. It was very, I mean, the, the, the frames and the pictures that they were in, it was obvious that these folks, I don't know, you know, if any of you are from, you know, a, a family like this, but their the, the great grandparents pictures, right? These were, these were my grandparents. This was my grandparents house, right? In Wairica, California, the great grandparents photos were in these really big, huge ornate frames and they weren't paintings. They were, old photos from, you know, probably the 1920s. And my grandmother had a couple of them of her parents. And then there were a couple of my grandfather's parents, but they were these very beautiful, elaborate frames that nobody else had these frames. So it was very clear that these folks were important. So a lot of respect for authority. There was also a lot of suspicion of people that were outside of the community. And again, I didn't I didn't really grow up with that because my grandfather didn't marry into an Italian family. So my cousins and like folks like outside of my immediate family, like my immediate family cousins, we like they we're just we're like the lone Italian wolves, like you know, the lone Italian lions, so to speak, I guess you could say instead of wolves. But all the other like extended cousins and everything, a lot of them all married Italians down into my generation married Italians. So maybe that's my key is maybe I need to go out and find myself a nice Italian man. That would be beautiful. But I've been thinking a lot about that, about the suspicion about outsiders and where that came from. Right. And if you're growing up in an environment where, you're being ethnically cleansed where you're being told that you're not a part of Europe. You're not white. You're, you're a part of, you know, these people basically South of us that we don't want, you know, you're different. You're not, you're not the same kind of, we're not, you're not human beings like we are. And they were killing these, you know, olive skinned and things, Italians in Southern Italy in the 1800s and ethnically cleansing. There was concentration camps and all of this. And I'm just learning about this now, right? Like I knew it went somewhere because obviously my grandfather would not have wanted to deny his heritage if there wasn't something seriously wrong, right? People don't just pretend that they're not something for no reason. And there's other folks, you know, that have been told that you know, in this, in this country. Oh, Hey, when you're, 
like when you're in town or whatever, like you're white, right? You're you tell people that you're white. I didn't have to think about that growing up because for me, for me growing up, right? I'm, I still get, I still get comments sometimes. And it was interesting in that event to, to be with other Southern Italians in this event online and be in the chat and chatting with them and, realize that the stuff that I experience, like I'm not alone in this. Like there's other Southern Italians that get these really weird. And I'm not talking about the Italian stallion comments and, and you know, the WAP jokes. I mean that just like, and that's just like been coming out of the woodwork lately with like people just making jokes about stereotypical Italians, but just this like real disdain that there used to be up through world war two of Italian Americans in particular, and you can see it even now with leadership in the city. And I won't name any names, but there's leadership in the city who um, they're lighter skinned and there's an attitude, right? And it's a, it's a very white is right attitude. It exists even today in 2020 in the Italian American community, the light skinned Italians and the dark skinned Italians. It's real. It's a real thing. And I didn't realize how deep it went. So there's a real suspicion about outsiders, people outside of the community. So here I am in 2020, the descendant of Caffiero Bargagna. I don't know his story. I don't know everything that happened to him. I know according to my mom, he was a really hard worker. So that's great. I don't know. I would like to learn more about him. I know obviously that community was important because he went back for his sister and then he went back and got married and came back with a wife. I know that community was absolutely important to my grandfather as he was a blacksmith later in his life and traveled all over the West Coast blacksmithing and teaching people blacksmithing at fairs and exhibitions and events. My grandfather was very involved in his church. My grandfather was super involved in his community. So for me... I'm very much an extension of my grandfather, even the gardening stuff. Like my grandfather was really into that. I'm, he collected used books. I collect used books. It's like there's, there's this thread of community with Italians that runs through me from Caffiero to Albert to my mom to me. And it's just very fascinating. This, this spirit of community. Comunita. Comunita. C O M. U-N-I-T-A. A has a little accent over it. Comunita. Remember, it just has one M as well. Comunita. A neighborhood. Quartiere. 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 It's the word court with the ere at the end. Q-U-A-R-T-I-E-R-E. Quartiere. 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 Q-U-A-R-T. I-E-R-E. -E. I'm Scott Clapson. Thank you so much for listening to Italian Lessons. If you have a word that you would like us to explore and its significance in Italian culture, reach out. Scotty Appleseed on social media and scott at realgoodstuff.org. You can learn more by going to our website at realgoodstuff.org. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Ciao. This little light of mine.